we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Our, the assignment of our church, uh, Brad, <laughs> is to reclaim culture for That's the cause right. of Christ. Yes. We can't let the devil have swag and surf. That's right. We can't let the devil have walk it out. We can't let the devil have this plastic red bubble bath. <laughs> this is not plastic. We gotta, I don't know what it is. <laughs> we got to reclaim it for the cause of Christ. I might get something. I'm going to get a community where y'all can all, we can come over there and we can talk because we can't talk on other people's platforms. That's the problem. The only platform for gospel is these secular demonic uh, ninjas. That's the problem. We ain't got no space. So there has to be a certain level of compromise to be heard. We don't make it rain on strippers. We only reverence one stripper. And that's the one that took off glory. To put on humanity. And then get butt naked on a cross. To die for both you and me. The only stripper I'm in love with is Jesus. And he's the one that puts that bread in my pocket. That bread in my pocket. So many songs that have blessed people have been written butt naked. Next question. Really? But but not one sock on. <laughs> I straight out the bed. But if you come over to my house, don't sit on that piano bench. <laughs> sit on that piano bench. <laughs> that piano bench ain't had nothing but cheeks. <laughs> For Jesus. Next question. When you surprise your wife for Christmas. Just took wifey to see who. <laughs> I got four boys, right? It's like, yeah, man, it's crazy. All my friends going to the Rod Wave concert, but you know, we can't go to stuff like that because of who we are. And I was like, well, what's wrong? We don't want to get you in trouble. I don't know if that was reverse psychology or not, but the Ansley and me was like, what you mean? Get me? Who, who going to put me in trouble? They said, well, Dad, we know you passed the mic. They know if we just want to go because we like his music, but people going to judge you and they're going to hate on you. They're going to be tweeting about you and we don't want that. I messed around and said, you, you want to go? He was like, yeah. I said, well, put your shoes on. That's it. Like, Lord, I pray on nobody's TV in this thing. Mason all in the front. And Mason all in the front like this. Right, the riches. You gonna tell me right, honey, But then my baby messed around and looked at me and said, Dad. I said, what? Thank you. I said, I don't care who gonna talk about me. Cause whenever the child tell the father thank you, it make him do whatever it takes to bless you. I'm finna mess up right now. So I'm gonna close my Bible and get ready to go to my seat. Cause I'm finna mess up. Tell somebody he finna mess up. Because the noise, the noise, I'm gonna tell you it's a strange noise. Church. That's why I could I commended uh, Brother Dillard the other night because he got a church sound. Amen. Amen. Told you I'm finna mess up. Church. Yeah. Don't sound like the club. Come on, yeah. Church. Don't sound like the nightclub. There's a unique sound in the church. And I can tell when it's an off sound because that sound don't do nothing but raise my flesh up.
but we want to remind you of who you are. You are a survivor. Survivor, I'm not going to give up. I wasn't even going to say nothing about this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. <clears throat> um, I've been to a couple Diddy parties. Now, I'm risking a lot by saying this because I know as soon as I say that, all, all the assumptions are going to come in and all the. And if I don't say evil things were taking place, then I'm covering for them. And if I do say evil things were taking place, then I'm one of them ones like, yeah, Lecrae, expose it, expose it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a firm believer that, you know, same sex attraction is not a choice for everybody. Um, And if you are born with a propensity or an attraction toward a, the same sex, that in and of itself is not condemnable. Like that's not something you condemn someone for. And I think that's what's consistently happened in the churches. People have said, Hey, I am attracted to the same sex. Oh, you're going to hell. That's not okay. Yeah, that was a hard video to put together. It took me a whole day. Cause I put a little bit and then I just couldn't I just couldn't keep doing it because I cannot believe these are the leaders. Leaders of churches, denominations, and the scariest part, young people. This this is the state that we're in. And social media makes that okay. Because even if it's not okay, they make money on it being not okay. Because if gossip pages pick it up and folks start talking about it, it drives likes and views to them and they get paid either way. Once they go viral, they're getting paid whether they were right or wrong. So they don't care whether they're right or wrong. They just want the attention. Like Satan. He don't care if he's right or wrong or if he's going to hell. Right now he just wants the attention. He didn't get it in heaven. So he wants it on earth. And that's where we are. That's the saddest. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. A man comparing Jesus on the cross to a stripper. Jesus wasn't butt naked on the cross. You blasphemed. Saying that he's uncovered. And why y'all all talking about butts and butt nakedness? Hurt and just, you just, why? Why are you even putting those thoughts in your audience's minds? And if you're a bishop over the largest black denomination, that's the presiding bishop of the churches of God in Christ, Drew Sheard. And your kid, that was his daughter singing secular in his church and his wife singing secular in his church. And he had the nerve to get up and say, the church has a sound. So, you know, I said, Lord, what is going on? What is wrong with these folks? It's in the Bible. When we are called of God, we must stay within the perimeters of God's written orders. You know what written orders are? The word of God. We can't go outside of the word 
because times are changing. Amen. We can't make men into something that men are not according to the Bible. Amen. That's why in here we make men cut their hair. Because in the Bible, God made a difference. I talked about it in part 14. Even when he described the locusts in Revelation, he said that they would have hair like women. Now, if the Bible said hair like women, there's an expectancy of a woman to have a certain kind of hair. Hair like a woman wasn't talking about the texture. Wasn't talking about baby hair. And finger waves. And the women have to have. <laughs> no it was talking about length. Because Paul said it. Doth not nature teach us. That men have short hair. Women have long But Jesus had long hair. No he didn't. Them pictures you saw. Jesus never looked like that. Ever. He never. Jesus wasn't weak. He was meek. Them pictures that's weak. He wasn't slanging hair. That's somebody's interpretation. That's why he said, don't make an image of me or a likeness of me. Because you're going to get it wrong and base it on how you want me to be. Well, what did he look like? It don't matter. What did he die like? What did he raise like? That's all that matters. Did he shed his blood to save you from your sin? Did he do it? Did he get up on the third day? Did he defy death? Did the angel not roll the stone away? Nobody care what color he is, what his hair look like. So we can't go out of the perimeters of what is written. What is written is what we must stick to. It's written so we'll stick to it. So that as times change, the word doesn't. But the word has adapted. Not only that, but predicted everything that's happening now. Because it's a living word. It lives, but it doesn't change. So we stick with it. Second Timothy four and two says, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove and rebuke. Don't be scared of people. Everybody I showed you in that video, they're scared. They're cowards. And fear is a sin. If God called you to preach and you scared to preach it, you're a coward. Right. And you in sin. You in sin because you lead other people in sin because you're scared to reprove and you're scared to rebuke. I said, God, why are they so scared? He said, because they're scared of their wives. He said, their wives are controlling them. So when your wife gets something on you, you got to do what she say. So they can let everything go. Let everybody let their head out. Let's turn it into a club. Then let's get up and preach a holiness message. And then let it still be a club. Instead of preaching the truth. This music don't belong in here. And I don't care if you're married to me or not. You can't sing that. And if you're my child, I'll beat you if you keep trying to sing it. You in my house. You ain't gonna walk around my house. Define what I do. That's my house. That's why the Bible says you don't need to be pastoring nothing if the folks in your house ain't listening to you. That means you're just a political figurehead. Then when it comes to the deep things of the word, you got to be quiet. When it comes to God's orders, we cannot take it upon ourselves to do things because of the way we feel or because it's what our wives, children, or followers expect of us. That's the most dangerous thing about the social media. 
people begin to do what their followers expect because you're getting paid for satisfying them basically a mob is controlling you because if you say something out of sorts you might lose the payday so people do things and say things just for social media let me think of a controversial way to tie stripping into the crucifixion and if I make it controversial enough Folks will look at it, even if they don't like it, even if they talk about me, they're going to look at it. And if they look at it, they drive the views up and I'll get paid. Got a clickbait spirit. Yeah. And you know how you know they don't care? Because they leave comments on there against them. They don't even moderate. The Bible said do everything in moderation. You know what a moderator is? A moderator is a person that moderates. That means that I'm not going to allow anything to sit on my page that could harm somebody else if I call myself a minister of the gospel. Just like I'm not letting nobody come in here and interrupt the service. Come in here and try to get prayers. Sit in your darkness. what it is somebody walking in disturbing the service where we can't have service you in here just causing conflict and division and discord while I'm trying to preach we don't allow that because that's confusion well why do you allow that on your page folks coming to your page talking against what you're saying and all that and you let it reside without it being moderated like the bible said you don't care Now, are we trying to help people or are we really trying to help people? Somebody came to my page. You don't have any negative comments on your page. Why would I? I'm not negative. So why would I let demons and devils reside on our page? You got one follower. You ain't coming to our page and messing with ours. That's a real troll. That's the definition of a troll. You causing a distraction to build up your own audience. We're going to delete that and probably block you. So you won't do it again. Yeah, because we want our page to be about what God has said and what we're speaking. Am I right, moderators? Both of you sitting right here. Thank you. When it comes to God's order, we cannot take it upon ourselves to do things because of how we feel. And 1 Timothy 3 and 4 says, you got to be one that ruleth his own house, having his children in what? Subjection. With all gravity. I have a problem. When you already an artist and people listen to you, but you can't stop promoting the world. You're a gospel artist with your own songs that are for sale. Why are you singing secular stuff? Why don't you make the secular folks sing your stuff? Since ours is what ours is supposed to come from God. And these, these folks will tell you. Man, where, where, where you get them songs from? Man, it's just the Lord. The melodies in heaven. Rain down, they just come down. And God just gives them. Where, where did Mary J get that song you singing? Melodies from hell? Flame up on me? No, I'm serious. You got an explanation for the gospel you get. So where did survival come from? To lead others into order, we must first be what? In order. In order. Does that mean you have to be perfect? Well, no, ain't nobody perfect. But man, you can't be no compromiser. If you're a compromiser, that's, that's worse than imperfect. God builds us 
we go. But the minute we bring a false God in the mix, he's done with us. <laughs> see, that's what, see. Yeah. Doing ministry in churches, online or personally, without having God's anointing on our lives to do it, can bring calamity, misfortune, and sickness into our lives. You launching yourself out there on the worldwide web. You don't understand how a web work, a web will entangle you. So you better know God has called you to do it. God's church is not a popularity contest. We don't measure who God called by how many views and likes and followers they have. No, it's about fruit that they bear. Is there fruit? He said you will know them by their fruit. Where is the fruit? If all your fruit is secular, then something's wrong with the tree. all you got to talk about is butt nakedness and take people's minds in the gutter with you something is wrong you backing that thing up on an old lady she's a who was that jacket old as what 70 years old and you backing And you're a man. Men don't even be the one that's backing. Why are you backing and you the man? You're supposed to be receiving. You backing. You just going. Something is wrong. Something's wrong with the logic and the mas masculinity of that. That's a gay move. son the same thing boy I kick you but you better turn around backing up against nobody you a man Second Corinthians 10 and 6 says having all Having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That's the order. Do what God says first and then teach others how to do it. Amen. When God calls us, he expects us to align our lives with what his word says. That's a process. That's a process. His word, uh, God will call us and give us orders, but then it's up to us to carry them out. Amen. Every man in here, God called you. He called you as a man. He called you as a husband. He called you as a father. He called you and he gave you orders. He told you how to do it, but it's up to you to carry it out. Amen. Where you going to plant your family? Where y'all going to be? You going to be somewhere where there's other men that you can, iron can sharpen iron? Are you going to be somewhere where you can raise your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord? You going to be somewhere where there ain't a bunch of flame -os and effeminate men everywhere? You can't raise no little boy around that. Yeah. You going to be somewhere where there's real men with deep voices. Ain't praying for their voice not to change like one of the gospel artists said. I prayed and prayed that my voice wouldn't change. I wanted mine to change. Change voice. So my dog will respect me. Jonathan was out there the other day. Spiral, come back. Spiral, come back. Spiral, spiral. Look at him like, you know, we pretty much equal at this house, so... Spyro, Spyro, I went out there and said, Spyro, he looked up. Yeah, see, I want my voice to change for that. He heard that deepness. I need him to hear that. 
My kids was little. My wife be, boy, stop, get out. Hey, you, get what? Stop, fight. I come and I say, hey. And she looked like that too. Everybody, whole house. That's right. That's because I'm a man. I'm a man. But God will call us and give us orders, but it's up to us to carry them out. Matthew says it best for many are called, which is he invited. He called all of them. All them guys I showed, he probably did call. But only few, only a few are going to stand up against the world and be chosen. One man that was chosen, he was a type of Christ. That's Moses. But Moses had an interesting encounter with God. Moses was given a great call. I mean, a bush burned. Take your shoes off. All kinds of stuff happened. Then God said, put your hand in your coat. Pull it out. It was leprous. Moses was like, oh God. Now put it back. Then pull it out. It's normal. Now throw your staff down. Came a snake. Now pick it up. It became the staff. Moses is like, what are you doing? God, he said, I'm just getting you ready for what we're about to do together. Yeah. Moses, God said, I picked you. I chose you. Moses said, well, I can't do that. I'm not strong enough. I don't need you to be strong. I'll be strong. Well, I, I can't talk good. I don't need you to talk. Aaron will talk. And you know what he said? He said, let Aaron do the talking. He said, Aaron, when he hears you, he'll hear me. He said, Aaron will hear you as God. So he set it up. Most like, all right, well, okay. Sound like you got all the bases covered, Lord. So he was given a great call, but he neglected to get his own house, his own home established. And it angered God to the point of killing him. Uh oh, what happened? Let's read Exodus 4 21. And Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all these wonderful things I just showed you before Pharaoh and, and, and everything I've put in your hand. But I will harden his heart that he will not let the people go. Now I know some folk got some problem with that. Why would God harden his heart? Because he's God and he does whatever he wants to. Oh, well then that's the doctrine of predestination. That means that no, it's not. That's the doctrine of God being God. Can God be God with what he made? But you're going to tell Pharaoh, thus said the Lord, Israel is my son. My firstborn son. And I say unto thee, let my son go that he may serve me. And if you refuse to let him go, I'm going to slay your son. Your firstborn son. Man, you couldn't be no punk getting these orders from God. God is telling this man to go to the king of Egypt. But then the Bible says, and it came to pass by the way in the end that the Lord met him, Moses, and sought to kill him. Okay, God just gave this man all these orders, told him what he's getting ready to do, and now God is going to kill him. Do you know why God was going to kill Moses? Because he didn't have his house under subjection. When then Zipporah, his wife, took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. Oh, so his wife wouldn't let him circumcise his son. She's a Midianite. No, we ain't doing that in here, Moses. We ain't going to have no bloody house. Most like, but... I'm of the Hebrews. We, we got to abide by God's rules and records. Not in my house. We ain't having it. So God didn't go kill Zipporah. 
God came to kill Moses. Ain't it funny how she knew exactly what to do? Ain't it funny she knew exactly what the problem was? <laughs> Bloody husband art thou to me. So she so he let him, God let him go. God was gonna kill this man over what his wife wouldn't let him do. Then she said it again. Uh, she said, a bloody heart husband art thou because of the circumcision. God didn't care what she thought. That's right. That's right. You better do what I said do or somebody's going to die. That's how important this is. That's why you better be careful, women. What you're saying and what you're doing in your home when God is giving your husband instructions. But then you wonder why he's a massive failure and can't make nothing happen. Maybe you're in the way. Maybe it's something you need to change. Because God ain't coming after you. He's coming after the head. The one he called. The leader. Y'all believe the man is the head of the home? Okay. You, you, can't, you can't receive any of what I just preached. If you believe that old foolishness. You got to believe the Bible the way it's written. Amen. Yeah, she took a sharp stone and said, oh, I do it. Women now, they let Moses die. God finna kill him. Well, I ain't having that in my house. And all those people, millions of Hebrews would have been stranded. Without a deliverer. Because she didn't get her way. God was not going to allow Moses to go to Egypt and rescue the circumcised. Which represented those in compliance with his command. While his own home was uncircumcised. Not in compliance. No, you can't go. And you're not in compliance. Ezekiel 44 and 23 says, And they shall teach my people the dis difference between the holy and profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. This is an interesting scripture because the priest or the leader that God calls, in our case, pastors and preachers, God has called us to teach people the difference, right? Teach them the difference between the holy and the profane. But then when it's taught, and then when it's exemplified by the leader, they're able to discern the difference. So that means that I teach you that, but then you're able to do it. The people following these compromising preachers I showed you, they can't discern nothing. Because they pastors at the Usher concert. The pastor's wife singing Faith Evans. Hey, Faith Hill, what's her name? Faith Evans. Yeah. Husband's up talking about Jesus being naked. Do you know how blasphemous that is? To make people picture the Savior that way. These are demons from the darkest, deepest corner of hell in these men. To lead you astray. And once you get it, you can't discern. But when you hear the truth and somebody makes a line and says, all on this side, who's on the Lord's side? Come on this side. We ain't going to be with the world. We're not going to mimic the world. We don't want the world's music, the world's artists. Then people are able to discern. And they see Usher wearing that dress for the Super Bowl. They say, oh, no, nah, we know during the Super Bowl, I'm turning that part off. But if they pass this at his concert, 
the little boy going to see it and say, wow, I'm going to go in mama's closet and put a dress on. God did not want the mixture of beliefs that was once in Moses' life to be exemplified to his people by the leader he had chosen. God didn't want the leader he chose to show a mixture. So yeah, Moses, you married a Midianite? Yeah, we get it, but no, you're going to get Hebrews. So you need to do what the Hebrews do. Yeah, and you're going to get them out of Egypt. So you can't keep nothing from Egypt when you go get them. You can't take the pyramid with you. You can't take the ankh with you. You can't take that foolishness that the black uh, liberation theology teach. You can't take that junk with you. Just because blacks had it, it's supposed to be sacred. No, 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 no. That junk is idolatrous. So we don't fool with the stuff from Egypt. God is separating his people out of Egypt. So, Pastor, you don't listen to no secular music. No, I don't. I ain't got to listen to them artists. First of all, I can make my own music. And then here at ABC, we make some pretty good music. So we listen to our own stuff. And if it's something that I need to hear, I just, that I ain't even wrote or don't have, I'll call PJ. We'll come up here one night and just record something, won't we, PJ? We ain't got to listen to that junk. They need to be listening to us. They stole it from the church anyway. No, I ain't listening to it because I don't trust the devil like that. I've been recording. I've been in studios all my life. I've built studios. I've worked in mastering houses. I know what they do. I know they got a rug they can pull back ASAP and light some candles and have a ceremony. I don't have to do that. My life's too important. And I gave a testimony years back when I was listening to R. Kelly. Man, I was falling in the sand. That was in my heart. Because I was listening to you remind me of my Jeep. So all the women started looking like my Jeep while I'm married. So I turned that junk off, man. This stuff is going to destroy me. I can't, I can't play with the devil like that. <laughs> anniversary. We remember I used to play that. This is my anniversary. Be riding around thinking, well, it's an anniversary. <laughs> then the video come out, they just naked. You ain't listen to no anniversary and it ain't your anniversary. That's <laughs> how the devil trick you. <laughs> Can I be real in here with y'all? Yeah, some stuff. So I have my own personal experience with that. I turned it off. Amen. And see, that's, that's why God will use you as long as you can recognize what the problem is. You can recognize what the problem is. That's what happened in Moses' house. I mean, God said, I'm going to kill you. And obviously grabbed him. And he couldn't move. Because the Bible said he let him go. So he grabbed him. Now, do you want God to grab you? Darth Vader was bad enough with that. And can do it from across the room. You just. So just imagine the real God. I don't need God grabbing me up. But they. But, but all he had to do was fix the problem. Man, so poor. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Whoops. And fix the problem. And God used him mightily. Don't mean that there wasn't a problem. There definitely was a problem. But they rectified the problem and God used them. That's what we're listening to this word for. So we can rectify the problems. We all got problems. We all have been there. But we got to rectify it and fix it. So God don't grab us. Amen. I know I'm preaching. He didn't want the mixture of the beliefs. That was once in Moses. He don't want that. Nope, you ain't, finna, you ain't finna go rescue these folks. And these folks start questioning, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You coming to get us, but your son is uncircumcised. 
Why he get to be uncircumcised? Why your wife get to sing that music if something is wrong with it? Why your daughter doing a whole Mary J. Blige set in your church with your logo on it if there's something wrong with it? Can I keep preaching? I'm going to preach this truth. When God raises up a leader, he does not allow them to mix the sacred with the profane. Because it sets a precedent and causes people to accept harmful evils into their lives. The very thing they should be free from is promoted to them by compromising leaders. What good am I if I'm giving you what you should be free from? Psalms 12 and 8 says the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Summary! So many men that God called are compromising his orders and leading many astray. Their own homes are being torn apart because of the mixture that is tolerated by them. Their wives are overly influential in their lives and their kids are worldly and not respectful, respectful of God's way. These leaders can only teach an edited form of the gospel and cannot stand strong against the mixture of the sacred and profane. When you promote worldliness or your wife and kids promote it, then it keeps you from bringing order and correcting order concerning it. The church today is filled with leaders that will not stand against the intermingling of the world and the church. They will not protect God's people from the devil. And thus, they are not fit to lead. Moses had to get his wife together. Somebody, what? Can't no man get me together. That's why you ain't together. That's why you still not together. Moses had to get his wife together, regardless of her feelings. He couldn't worry about how she felt. Man, I got to tell you this. We got to do this because God wants this in our home for our children. We have to do it. Yeah, but I don't want my house all bloody. Close your eyes. I got to do what God said. Matter of fact, open your eyes. I'm going to do it anyway. I got to do what God is telling me to do if I expect God to use me. So Moses had to get his wife together regardless of her feeling. And he had to get his children together no matter how painful it was to them. Circumcision was painful. But he had to get them together. Get them in line. You got to get your children in line no matter how painful that is. Sometimes you don't want to say it. I don't want to say this. He going to stop liking me. That's okay. That's okay when he get hungry enough. You will start looking real good. I love my daddy. Yeah, because you're hungry. I told y'all that story about that dog I had. Remember that? Had a blue chow. Craziest dog ever. This dog, so what was his name? Kano. And I named him something crazy. That's the dude on Mortal Kombat. So he, he, didn't, have, he didn't have any hope. I ruined him. It's a beautiful blue child. Do y'all remember that RT sold me? RT sold me a blue child, but he had never touched a dog, throwing food out there. Dog was crazy. And I should have known because when he went to pick him up and give him to me, I said, yeah, he almost chewed his arm off. And I was like, oh, he's like, oh no, he just needs to get used to you. I was like, bro, <laughs> he got it up to the elbow on you, bro. You, hey, he just a puppy. He goes, rah, rah, he just, ah, 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 ah. And he did that all the way home in the box. Ay, ay, ay. Hey, somebody hit a bump in the car. Boom. Ay, ay. Ay, 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 ay. So I took him home and put him outside. And every time we go outside, ay, 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 ay. try to take us some food. Ay, 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 ay. It's like this dog crazy. 
He was so beautiful, but he was crazy. He was Kano. He was the real Kano. So I said, you know, so I was talking to a friend of mine, John. I was talking to John Taylor. He said, man, I'll tell you what to do. I ain't finna handle dog like that. He said, starve him. So what you mean? He said, don't feed him. I said, for how long? However long it takes. I said, he might die. He said, well, he's a dog. So, you know, I was like, we ain't gonna feed him. I told Sabay, you know, Sabay, you know, that's just out of her whole zone. She's a nurturer. She might have been sneaking them food. I don't know. She, she just hard. I said, don't feed him. Don't feed him. She's out there looking at him. But he looks like he's hungry. Don't feed him. A month went by. It was two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> she remember that been a month he'd be gone okay, okay. he'd have been gone in a month uh, they can't live that long two weeks two weeks and he was out there I remember when that two weeks was almost over That dog, he was hungry. Open that door, he came in, he said. I said, yeah. Yeah, boy, you get hungry enough. You get hungry enough. So you correct your children. Correct them. Amen. If they mad at you, don't feed them. No, I'm just playing. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't, don't, don't go two weeks now. Don't do that. But I'm telling you, when they get hungry enough, they'll be back. They'll be back. Want to play Uno? You had said we would play. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hungry. Hungry. But no matter how painful it is to the children, we as leaders, parents, and believers must strengthen the line of demarcation and stand strong against the mixture of the world and the church. Amen. When we correct these issues in our lives and our homes, then God will fulfill his call in our lives. Amen. Scripture says this. Ezekiel 22 and 25. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion, ravening the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. And they have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean. And have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves ravening the prey, to shed blood, to destroy souls just for likes, views, and followers, to get dishonest gain. Her prophets have dabbed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord God. When the Lord hadn't said anything. These people, the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the head and stand in the gap before me for the land. Who's going to pray? Who's going to stand? Who's going to stand against the world? He said, I, 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 I looked for that. I sought for that. That I should not destroy it. But I found none. I found none. Everyone stand to your feet. Are you going to be that one? You going to stand? You going to make a difference between the sacred and the profane. You're going to make a difference 
I can't listen to this music because it's worldly. You know, that's an old folks word. Worldly. It's worldly. What does that mean? Well, it's teaching things of the world. It's promoting things of the world. It's promoting lust in my heart and telling me what I need to do with a woman and I don't have one. Oh, it's telling me what I need to do with a woman and I have one, but it's talking about a different woman. Ain't talking about your woman. And you can't put that on it either. So funny how music is spiritual when it's gospel. But when it's secular, it's amoral. No, that's not true. Brother, sister, that's why your life is in the condition it's in now. Because of what you're listening to. You know how long I've been doing this? I can tell you. I can give you an expert opinion. Yeah, I've done the studying. I've torn the brain apart. I can tell you exactly what the music does when you hear it. Every vibration and every frequency. I can tell you how it registers in your brain. Let me tell you something. You playing with something you can't beat. This is who the devil was and who he is. He's a frequency being using frequencies to manipulate your existence. Just like you can speak it and have what you say. You're going to have what you sing too. And even if you don't open your mouth, if you move your body to it, you're performing a ritual dance that brings the same results as you speaking it. So I don't play around with this topic. This topic almost destroyed me. And I had to get in line. Just like Moses, I had to get in line. I do what needed to be done. I had to circumcise my heart from some things. So I can get in line. So I can be able to do what God called me to do. Amen. And the same goes for all of us. So if that's you and you need strength to be that one. And you want to be that one and make that line of deep. Markation even thicker, stronger. Come on up. Come on up. I'm going to pray with you. I need my playlist to change, Pastor. I need some things to just change. I want to be that one that'll stand. God, you don't have to look far. I'm right here. I'll do it. I'll stand. 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 You know, music will pull you right back. It's one of them things you could just be doing a innocent search, and the wrong song pop up. You play that next song. Come on, you play that. Look in the seat next to you, and Satan is sitting there, right next to you, smoking a blunt. How did it get this far from a playlist? What you think the devil was doing in heaven? He's a musical being. Music, that's frequencies. Bible said he was a light bearer. Yeah. You go up eight octaves from C, nine, I think it's ten octaves. Sound turns into light. It's a being you're dealing with. And he's smarter than you in this area. He's been doing it too long. You know, you do something as long as he's been doing it. And that's what he's created to. So you can't give him this one. You can't play around with this one. You got to let the Holy Ghost clean your heart out so you can give the devil back his stuff. I don't want it, Lord. I don't want this in my life. Take it! And he'll do it. He'll honor you just coming right now. That's what I want. This is what I need. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you, God, for the intentions of this message. 
Father, this message wasn't to shame any preacher or to make anybody look bad. They already did that themselves. But Father, this message was to bring correction. This message wasn't to be gossipy and a busybody in their personal affairs. This is a message about what they do publicly, unashamed, and set the precepts that they sent. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for giving us truth. In an hour where truth is not popular and truth is constantly trivialized by the internet and naysay, we thank you, Lord, for giving us truth. And Father God, we thank you, Lord, for a place of truth where messages like this can be spoken unashamed with truth. And so I thank you, Lord, for everyone that has come, that has walked forward and said, you don't have to look any further. You said you sought for one that was standing the gap. One that will stand in this hour. And all of these that have come up are saying, I will. So Father, I pray for them right now in their heart of hearts, in their minds, in their spirits. Father God, that you will give them the strength to stand in this hour. Give them the strength to make the difference between the sacred and the profane. Give them the strength, Father God, to stand against the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Give them the strength to stand, Father God, against the love of the world and stand on your side. And Father, whatever music is haunting them and whatever frequencies are manipulating them and whatever sound is associated with an event or something that happened in their lives and it keeps coming back. Father, we rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus. You've given us power over the enemy. You've given us power over his devices. We are not ignorant to them. You've given us power over it. So, Father, we exercise that power right now and speak our full deliverance in the name of Jesus. Songs going to be deleted. Stuff going to be thrown away. Father God, we are dying with that. And we won't go back to it. But help us, Father God, and let your Holy Ghost power sustain us. Give us courage and strength in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for each and every preacher that was highlighted on this video segment. Father God, not to shame, but to show. This is what is being said and done. So, Father, we pray for them, those that are not reprobate, those that, Father God, have sensitivity towards you, that you would speak to them, that they would make changes necessary, that they would get their homes in order, their hearts in order, their minds in order, get their minds and, and hearts off money and off, off fame and off, Father God, likes and views and, and followers and all of those things. God, that you would shine your light of love on their hearts. So that they will once again return to their first love. Loving you and serving your people. And be one of the few that are chosen in this hour. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on hug somebody and say I'm going to be that one. I'm going to be that one. I'm going home. I'm changing stuff. Amen. Clear your search out so the next time you search what you searched before ain't in there no more. Amen. Amen. Get the Daz band out of your search. Amen. Get computer love out your search. Amen. God ain't gave you no computer love. Amen. That didn't come from God. Amen. Amen. A computer can't love. Turn that off. <laughs> Amen. That song, I'm Every Woman, is a spell. If you read the lyrics, it's a spell. She even says, I send a spell of confusion on you. In the soul. You up there singing that? Or if you've been singing that, you need to get in the mirror and speak it all off of you. You might have to shock a conversion. 
That's why you comb your hair like that. You need to change your hair and your music. Quit looking like us. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com. 